today we're going to create prophecies out of thin air and before your very eyes. I say this because I have seen this happen. I have seen the future of this podcast, and it will happen. This is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. Ah, 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 ah. That's one small step for man. I don't believe in the no-win scenario. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Do or do not. There is no trap. Never give up. Never surrender. Welcome back. My name is Guy Hasson, and this is the Dreamcatcher Podcast. The Dreamcatcher Podcast is always here to ask, can anything we imagine be created? Every episode, we tackle another fantasy, another dream, another science fiction idea, and check if we can actually make it true. There's a new Dune book coming, and to celebrate that, we've had Dune Week. Every day, we tackle a different concept Frank Herbert invented in his classic. And we're checking, how can we create that through technology we have, or technology we know is coming? We've already covered giant sandworms, longevity drugs, and whether we can live on a waterless world. Today we're tackling the toughest question of all. If you've read Dune, you know that there are prophecies in Dune. Some who eat spice can foretell the future and do it well. And so... Challenge accepted. There are prophecies in Dune. Can we have prophecies in real life? No, that's not exactly our question. Not the way we ask it in the Dreamcatcher podcast. Our question is, how can we create prophecies using technology we have today or technology we know is coming? Well, I put on my Sherlock Holmes hat, left my pipe and violin at home, and began to explore the latest discoveries in quantum science. But before we delve in, let me share with you an embarrassing personal story about how I first heard about the field of quantum electrodynamics. I was 18 years old and was invited to a science fiction club where a few fans came and there was a different lecture every week. This is because the internet hadn't existed yet. So to meet like-minded people, you actually had to go out and meet them physically. The people who hosted the club at their home were husband and wife, possibly in their 40s or early 50s, I couldn't tell at the time, and they're the type of people who know everything, not in an annoying way, they just know, they know everything. One time, they had a volatile argument in front of me about what was the exact order of the Japanese islands the U.S. took over in World War II as they advanced towards Japan. Another time, they had a pointed argument about Indian parliamentary politics in 1960. I always thought I was pretty knowledgeable, but whenever I listened to them, I felt dense and uneducated. And one time, someone, I'm glad it wasn't me, picked up a book called You Must Be Joking, Mr. Feynman. He made the mistake of asking the husband, who's Richard Feynman? You don't know who Richard Feynman is? The husband was completely shocked and was almost shouting. He's only the man who single-handedly invented quantum electrodynamics. Now, personally, I had never heard of Richard Feynman or quantum electrodynamics. 
And then, just as I was thinking that I shouldn't mention that, the wife just passed by the door. What are you shouting about? she asks. The husband said he doesn't know who Richard Feynman is. What? The wife was horrified. You don't know who Richard Feynman is? He's only the man who single-handedly invented quantum electrodynamics. And just as she finished saying that, the 20-something-year-old son was walking down the corridor next to the door. What are you two shouting about? he asked. He asked who Richard Feynman is, said the husband. What? The son was horrified. You don't know who Richard Feynman is? He's only the man who single-handedly invented quantum electrodynamics. As this was happening, the man's face was going redder and redder, and me, I was burrowing myself deeper and deeper into the wall, trying to make myself as small as possible. I was probably afraid that I would get asked about Richard Feynman, and then I would have to admit I've never heard about any of this, even though it was clear that all three-year-old children have clearly heard that Richard Feynman single-handedly invented quantum electrodynamics. And only today, as I talk to you now, I realize that if they had asked me, I just could have said, what? You don't know who Richard Feynman is? He's only the man who single-handedly invented quantum electrodynamics. But actually, that's not me, so I probably wouldn't do that today either. But here's the point. After that incident, I got Richard Feynman's books and lectures and learned what electrodynamics is, which ties us back to creating prophecies. The only way to get a prophecy right is to get information from the future. But according to physics, as it was once understood, that can't happen, unless you traveled faster than the speed of light. The equations say that anything traveling faster than the speed of light would move backwards in time rather than forward in time. But here's one of the facts I remember from Richard Feynman's books. Did you know that light travels faster than the speed of light? It's true. Light sometimes travels faster than the speed of light and sometimes slower than the speed of light when traveling through a vacuum. But statistically, it travels at the speed of light, which is why we have a speed of light. But still, that's not actually helpful to us, because light is still light, and as far as we're concerned, it's traveling forward in time. Now, I hear most of you shout, Tachyons! Tachyons! Tachyons are the solution! And you'd be wrong. Sure, tachyons could be a way to get information from the future, but we can't use them in the podcast, because... They're only theoretical particles, for now, at least. Tachyons haven't been detected yet. Sure, they would travel faster than light, which means that they travel backwards in time. But in this podcast, we can only use science that exists, or science we know is coming. But we don't know if we'll find tachyons, so we don't know if we can use tachyons to communicate. Not to mention the fact that tachyons would theoretically need infinite energy to lower the speed to the speed of light, just as we would need infinite energy to increase our speed to the speed of light. So how would information travel from tachyons to us? We don't know yet. We can't even begin to test this. So, to create prophecies, we need to look elsewhere. And the solution, apparently, is still in the realm of quantum electrodynamics. Now bear with me here, 
because this is going to blow your minds. If you could see me now, you'd see there's nothing in my mind. It's all blown. There's nothing inside. Here it is. You probably know that in quantum physics, you can't tell what the exact existing property of quantum particles is. And in fact, when you actually observe something about such a particle, you change its state. So just understanding something, realizing something, seeing something about a quantum particle will change its state. We've known this for decades. But now, it's more than that. Scientists have experimented with certain particles and discovered that they observed something about that element and discovered that when they observed something about that element, then not only did the element change, but its past state, its original state, also changed. So by observing an element, you don't just change its present, you change its past. Let that sink in for a minute. By observing a quantum particle in the present, you change its present, but you also change its past. What can this mean? This means that time is not what we think it is. Time is not necessarily stable or unchangeable. Maybe it means that time travels both ways, backwards and forwards. Maybe it means that the future and the past of particles all around us occur at the same time. Maybe the past and the future are both happening simultaneously. Maybe information can travel backwards in time, just like it travels forward in time. We don't know the answers to all those questions yet. But we do know how technology works. Imagine building a machine that uses this technology once we learn how to harness it. We can deliver information back in time. We can have supercomputers computing results of things instantly because they did the computations in the past. Imagine the things we could do do if information could travel to us from the future. Our lives could get constant advice from the future, but would that mean that the future isn't immutable? If we received information about something that did happen and then change it, then how would we have received that information? The time to answer these questions for real and not theoretically or philosophically is coming soon. But for now, I think we have an answer for today's question. Can prophecies be created through technology that exists or that we know will exist? And the answer is a resounding yes. We will be able to create prophecies in the future. I have seen it. It will happen. Ah, 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 ah. I'm Guy Hassan. Ah, 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 ah. The podcast is produced by Ilana Boudot, who is texting her future self on a daily basis. Ah, 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 ah. The theme of the podcast was created by Noah Cohen Eliash. Ah, 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 ah. That's getting tired. My question of the day to you today is, what message would you like to get from your future selves? What do you need to know? Write to me what your answer is. On Twitter, I'm at DreamcatcherPod, or in the comments at Dreamcatcher.Vision, or on Facebook, or even on our subreddit, Dreamcatcher Podcast. The Dreamcatcher Podcast is brought to you by Comics in Power, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. ComicsInPower.com I will see you in the next Dreamcatcher Podcast. Ah, 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 ah.
Never give up. Never surrender.